Today, we are talking about repeat guests. What makes some guests come back over and over again? And what makes others just come to your place, stay a while, leave, and you never hear from them again? We're going to be talking about how to make more of your guests repeat guests and how to make those repeat guests loyal guests so that they share your information on your property or your company with everybody they meet. Listen up. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new and what will help make your business a success. Welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and as ever, super delighted to be back with you once again. So the last two weeks, I've been talking about the foundations of our business and the things that we have to have in place. And as part of that, I talked about every year doing a review of the year, what's been good, what's been not so good, and certainly what we can do to improve on the following year. And one of the reports I look at every year is how many repeat guests we have. We are fortunate in the way our business is located and our guest demographic. I mean, we are located in Ontario, Canada, the majority of our guests, I say the huge majority, probably 95 plus percent come from the area around Toronto or some of our other big cities. Certainly in the last two years, we've had no international travellers. So people have been staying at home. They've A lot of them have been trying out cottage rental for the first time. So one of those statistics I wanted to know is, you know, how many people who booked with us this year for the first time or book back in 2020 for the first time, have come back again and come back and perhaps gone to the same property or have stayed with the brand. And that's the really most important thing. You know, I know if you're an independent owner and you just have one or maybe two properties, you want people to come back to those properties over and over again. So they're coming back to the same one. But when you're a property management company and you have numerous properties, You understand that people might not want to come back to that same property, but they might want to come back to another within your brand because they like what you do. And this is the whole ethos of repeat business. They love what you do enough that they want to repeat the experience again, whether it's in the same property or whether it's in a different property within your portfolio. So that's what we're talking about Today, we're talking about repeat business, why we should have it, why we need that repeat business, and what things we can do to turn repeat guests into loyal guests, because there is a different repeat guest just comes back. A loyal guest comes back over and over again, and then tells the tales of their experience to everybody who will listen. 
They are the ones that tell their friends and their relatives and their workmates what a fabulous place they've been to, what a great company they worked with, and why they want their friends, relatives, and workmates to go to that place too. It's a simple psychology, actually, that when we like something, we want other people to like it too. We want other people to experience it too, because it sort of validates our choices. I have a relation who does this all the time. You know, he has something or he does something or there's a routine for something and he wants everybody to do exactly the same because it works for him. Therefore, it's going to work for everybody else. And and I'm sure he gets that sort of validation that what he's doing is, is right. But it's a simple psychological thing that we all come across, I'm, I'm quite sure. So we're going to be exploring how this works, how we can create the type of ambassadors for our business that will not only come back themselves, but will encourage other people to do so as well. So I'm going to be talking about things like the moments of truth that we have during, or the, moment, the moments of truth that a guest has during their stay, and the different types of moments of truth that can make the difference between coming back and never to be seen again. We're going to look at why people go back to the same place over and over again, and why some people don't. We'll cover a little about what we call the cheers phenomenon, you know, where everybody knows your name. People like to go places where they are recognized. And and I'm going to share some examples of how powerful using somebody's name is and having people be recognized and how, how important that is to make people feel that they matter. And then we're going to finish off by talking about some points of friction in the customer experience that can absolutely make or break somebody's decision to come back again and how we can make some breakthroughs in friction reduction and just make our processes so seamless that a guest has no issue whatsoever in repeating the whole process over and over again. Okay, quite a lot to get through. And I'm going to kick off with just, I'm going to kick off with just an answer to a question. You know, how can repeat guests help your business? Seems like a no brainer. I mean, really, we we know it costs so much less to get a customer to come back to us again than it does to find them in the first place. But they also, they actually spend more. Repeat guests spend more because they do tend to come back fairly often and they're easier to manage. So repeat guests actually may book multiple trips in a year. So they might do a main vacation and short breaks as well. Why is that? That's because they feel more confident with your brand and your standards. Actually, this is something that we, that, that we as property managers and independent owners who do direct booking have over the big platforms. This is something we have over Airbnb and VRBO, particularly for a property management company, because we can control the standards. The OTAs cannot control the standards. They may have the strongest brands. They may have certain things in place that attempt to control the standards of what's being offered, but it really is a little bit of a gamble for guests to choose a property and trust that the reviews are correct and that they are going to 
get that high standard of the second place than they did with the first place. With a property management company directly or with an independent owner who has a couple of properties, then that consistency of standard is always going to be there. So that is one way that uh, that we do get repeat guests. But how can they, they help your business? Secondly, they become your ambassadors. They spread the word. If you encourage them to say, post photos of their stay with you on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, that naturally brings you more business. I'm going to talk about moments of, of magic in a minute, but and, and I will just share one with you right now that we did. Oh, it was a couple of years ago and a family was coming to a property to celebrate a 60th birthday. And the lady's husband emailed and said, I, I want to set up a bit of a surprise, asked me if I would, or asked us if we would go out and get a couple of things for him, which he would pay for. So he wanted, uh, he wanted some flowers in place. He wanted some balloons and a note left that, uh, that he sort of dictated and, and we put it in a card. So we did that. Oh, and a bottle of wine, which a uh, local wine, which we'd purchased for him. And that was all on repayment. He, he paid that separately. But we decided that we would also supply a birthday cake. So went out, got, spent $12 on this really nice birthday cake and had it in place at the property when they arrived. The next thing we know is that this picture of this birthday cake has been posted onto Instagram with a note that says, came for my birthday, found all these things. And the property management company that we booked with sent me a birthday cake as well. Now, she didn't say who the property management company was in that post, but question after question from her followers came back asking who we were. And she was then able to say, yes, this is Cottage Link Rental Management. And that was a tremendous boost. I mean, for, we had people booking that property because we had made that gesture. So we had repeat bookings at that property. We made a lot of new clients from making that gesture. So that's how your repeat guests become your ambassadors because they love you so much. They're going to come back and they're going to tell people about you. So uh, as I say, I'm going to talk in a few minutes about moments of truth and moments of magic. But this has all come about because I've been reading a book called I'll Be Back, How to Get Customers to Come Back Again and Again. And this is by Shep Hyken. That's H-Y-K-E-N. And I will put a link to that book in the show notes because there's some really useful nuggets in there that I have taken away. I think for anybody who's listened to this podcast a long time, you know that I've been in the customer service world ever since I left school. All my jobs have really been focused on customer service, certainly the early ones. I was customer service trainer for Reader's Digest in London for, for a number of years. And in my management consultancy, customer service management was always a primary part of the training that we did. Because, you know, if you, if you don't have customers and if you don't treat them well and get them to come back to you over and over again, then it's going to cost your business more. So I love a good book on customer service and I'm really enjoying this one. And it's about how to turn customers into repeat customers and turn them into, turn those customers eventually into loyal customers. And you know, when we look at our guests, 
they come and go. Some may come back. Others will just leave. They might not write a review and you never hear from them again. And you have no idea why. And you know, if they book through an OTA, really, you've got no way of getting them to come back and book another property with you. So even if the one they stayed at, they loved, but it wasn't quite right for them. They loved all the standards, but the property itself, maybe, you know, the bedrooms weren't configured right. So they want something different. Next time they're going to go back to Airbnb again or VRBO again, and book something else through them. They're unlikely to go searching through for your brand. This is a little bit of an aside on how important it is to ensure that while your guests are in the property, that you give them the information they need to book directly with you the next time. And that, of course, you know, if you if you offer a digital guest guide, such as Touchday or any of the other digital guest guides there are, then you can certainly use that to encourage them to book directly with you. You can use platforms such as Stayfy, where guests have to give you an email address in order to get into the Wi-Fi network. And that is the way of getting their direct email address. So you can then start up a remarketing campaign to them. You know, of course, you can't use Airbnb and VRBO to encourage people to book directly with you. They will not have that. And you'll be off that platform before you know it if you try to do that. So you have to use different methods to get that essential information from them, telephone number or an email address so you can connect to them directly. So don't forget that. That's just so, that, you know, it's primary. So important that you have information in the property about your company or your other properties and that you use perhaps a digital guest guide to guide those people back to your website so they can see what else you have to offer because they're not going to know that you have 160 properties or that you have five properties, that you have other choices for them unless you guide them to it. So keep that in mind because if they book through an OTA, they're simply going to go back to that brand and likely choose another place with that brand unless you've created, and the other thing is you've got to create some moments of magic for them because just giving your information in a digital guest book is not sufficient leaving some information on your property management company is not sufficient unless you've created some moments of magic for them to make it important for them to find you again. So moments of magic is is something that um, Hyken has created out of the concept of moments of truth, which are those few interactions when customers invest a high amount of emotional energy on the outcome. And you think about that, that's, you know, something goes wrong. And we all know that if something goes wrong at a property and you can fix it and you do it so well, you've got a customer for life. They love it when something goes wrong and you fix it. They've experienced your fixing, if you like. They've experienced your customer service at the top level. And that is a moment of truth for them. An example for me was we we just bought this, we just bought a new RV and it's, it's massive. And we read a lot about things going wrong with different types of, of these RVs. And I was a little bit concerned. So we've just taken it away for a three day test run. And 
on the first day, we opened out the slide. If you're familiar with these things, you know, you've increased the floor space of, of these RVs massively by opening out slides. We've got three of them. But the way this thing was designed was that when one of, one of these slides opened out, it was so close to a drawer, in fact, that in transit, the drawer had slightly slipped out. And as the slide went back, it hooked over the drawer handle and ripped out some trim. Now, that to me <laughs> was, you know, that, a form of customer negligence because I hadn't seen that there was a possibility for this to happen. So I was quite prepared to call the the company, the dealership and say, look, this has happened. I wonder, you know, when you can fix it because we can now see through our sort of the hole in this trim and see right to the outside. It needs fixing. But I was quite prepared for them to say, yeah, well, you know, this is this is something you did and we'll fit you in over the next couple of months. So I was blown away when they said, hey, you know, yeah, we, when are you coming back past us? And we said, well, tomorrow morning. Yep, we can fix you. We'll, we'll fit you in at 11 a.m. You must arrive at 11 a.m. And you must be able to take away the rig on the same day. And I'm, okay, you know, this is our first experience with this service department of this dealership. So we arrive at the appropriate time, 11 o'clock. I was blown away by the service. We arrived at the office and... I'm always a bit concerned, you know, we're, we've got a big truck, we're hauling 40 feet behind us. Are we going to be able to turn it around in a small space? Is there, a, you know, where are we going to park it, etc. And the guy came out, clipboard, he said, hi, you must be Heather, use my name. And you've got a problem with the trim, let's have a quick look. And he came in, had a quick look. He said, yeah, that's not going to take any time at all. Directed us this, this massive open space where we could park the vehicle with no problem, I could see, getting it out. And said, you know, if you want to take off for a coffee or something, I'll give you a call when it's when it's ready. So we we went off, spent half an hour out, came back, and there it was in a parking slot, all fixed. And the uh, the rep comes out and said, "Yep, told us exactly what what he'd done. Said he looks like there's a bit of a crack in in the trim, and they've ordered a new one, and it's all under warranty." That to me, was my moment of magic. Well, there were several moments of magic in there. It was just excellent service. And they have my loyalty now. So that, that was a moment of truth. Another moment of truth should, you know, could be just something breaking. When a guest is in a property, a moment of truth could be arriving to find you can't get in because the code that you've been given doesn't work. Now, Heiken says these moments of truth can be broken down into three different elements. You can have moments of misery, moments of mediocrity, and moments of magic. So a moment of misery is any problem that occurs that delivers negative impact. So, you know, going back on my experience, just just that slide coming out and breaking that trim, that was a moment of misery for me with this brand new RV. A moment of mediocrity could have been the dealership saying, yep, you'll have to bring it back to us in a, in a month or so's time and we'll have to keep it for a month, but we'll fix it for you. You know, it's an average service experience. It doesn't stand out. It's neither negative or positive. It was sort of expected. It's moments of mediocrity are a lot of what we deliver, particularly when we don't take a great deal of care over the implications of an event from the customer's perspective. And we'll come back to that in a bit. 
And then there's a moment of magic. Now, a moment of magic isn't necessarily mind-blowing. All it needs to be is just an above-average experience. And what Heiken suggests is that we just go 10% better than average every time. Everything that happens, just think about it. Have we gone 10% better than average? From my experience with this dealership, 10% better than average was arriving, not having to wonder about where we put the thing, but having somebody immediately come out and speak to us and say, this is the procedure. This is what's going to happen. How can you go 10% better than average every time? Because if you do, you create that repeat guest. They'll want to come back to you again and again. Heiken says in the book, you know, if you ever hear the expression, oh, it was fine. Somebody says to you, how was it? Think about going into restaurants. Somebody says, how was your meal? Oh, it's fine. Thanks. That means it wasn't memorable. It wasn't a moment of magic when you took that first mouthful. You looked at what was on your plate and you thought, well, this is pretty ordinary. It's fine. It's okay. It's passable. I'm not going to tell anybody about it and I probably won't come back to experience it again. So you want to consider, you know, what is your moment of magic? What makes something go beyond just being fine? So what I want you to do is to make a list of 10 things that you can do to make your property memorable. The things you, you can't change things about your location. You know, your location is what it is, but you can make your property memorable. And I'm going to give you some examples. There is always the ubiquitous gift basket. And I've seen over, over the course of, of my 25 years in this business, I've seen a lot of gift baskets. And it doesn't mean to say you have to have a gift, gift basket and give your guests things. A lot of them do expect it these days. And I've seen gift baskets with, you know, a few packets of chips, a couple of bottles of spring water, bottled water, and occasionally a bottle of supermarket wine. That's not memorable. People aren't seeing that as memorable. I've, I had somebody say to me recently, I leave a gift basket for my guests, but nobody ever mentions it. Nobody ever says thank you. I said, well, what, what do you put in your gift basket? She said, well, I leave them a bottle of, I just leave them a bottle of wine. And I said, well, can they get, you know, can they get that bottle of wine themselves from somewhere, from a supermarket? Well, yes. Yeah. We, we just buy cases of 12, 12 bottles from, from the wine store. It's not special. It's not different. It's almost expected these days. So, you know, if you're going to provide a gift basket, then do something special and it doesn't have to be expensive. You know, here in Ontario, we have just about everywhere in cottage country, you can go and buy local maple syrup. A small bottle of local maple syrup is absolutely wonderful. So much better than just providing, as, as I've seen recently, just a, a bag of marshmallows and, you know, calling it a s'mores kit, a bag of marshmallows and some sticks. That's not a s'mores kit. It's, it's just not special enough. So you've got to think about if you're going to leave a gift basket and, and have it become your moment of magic. And I'm not, as I say, I'm not saying you have to have a gift basket to be your moment of magic. It can be a lot of things that don't cost you much at all. And one thing is, I mean, in fact, I think probably I should have started with this is your insider tips. Your moment of magic or the guest moment of magic could be when they open the digital guest guide, they want to go hiking and you have given them a complete hiking map of your favorite hiking route and, and not just telling them where a trailhead begins and ends, 
but giving them your favorite spots, a favorite spot where you can just slightly detour off the, off the hiking trail to get the best view, where they can see interesting fungi, where they can do geocaching on the way, whatever. The things that you know that make something really, really special. It's your insider tips that can be their moment of magic because they'll go back and they'll say, I had no idea this trail existed. It's not in any of the guidebooks and there was nobody on it. And that is a moment of magic. Another one is, is delivering the best night's sleep ever. The best beds with puffy quilts in the winter and best and the nicest sheets to sleep in. I always remember a review from my property, Osprey Cottage, years ago, and the guests came in the winter and their review just started with, we had the best night's sleep ever. The quilt was amazing. It was like sleeping under a cloud. And that made the investment in really nice duvets just so worthwhile. And those guests came back over and over again because they loved having the best night's sleep ever. And they still come back. I sold the, we sold the property six or seven years ago. And those guests are still coming back to that same, same property. I'm sure that duvet has been swapped out by now, but we did tell the incoming owners how important it was to, uh, to make the sleeping experience the absolute best. People will remember that. And another thing on bedding is, is perhaps giving a choice of pillows so that you have some feather and down pillows or you have some polyester pillows or some bamboo pillows, whatever is going to give your guests a great night's sleep. Another example might be small appliances and including a big choice of small appliances, whatever might create that moment of magic. For me, if I went to a property and there was a Vitamix, that's my moment of magic. I love my Vitamix at home. It's too big to take with me. If I found one in a property, I would be over the moon and probably if I was going back to the same location, would definitely go back to the same place because of that. I saw a review for one of our properties recently and it just simply started that the owners thought of everything. And then they mentioned some the, the everything and one of them was bedside phone charges. And, and there were a couple of other things. They were really, really minor and I can't remember what they were. I think they, they provided notebooks and, and pens. So when the guests said they thought of everything, these were, these were little things. I mean, I'm a great advocate for putting a bedside phone charger beside every single bed because everybody in that group, even the children now, have their own devices. So don't just do this with the master bedroom, do it with every bedroom. And that's what creates moments of magic. There's others. I want you to make your own list of 10 things that you can do to make your property memorable. And please send them, send them to me, send them to Heather at vacationrentalformula.com or put them in the show notes. I would like to compile a list of the things that you guys do to make your property so memorable that people are going to come back. Also, I want you to think about the travel that you have done in the past. You know, have you gone back to the same place over and over? What were your moments of magic? What made you go back to it. Really dig deep into that. Because I want to explore a little now, why is it that people return to the same place? And there was a great article in Huffington Post a year or so back 
answering the question of why people return to the same place again and again. And they came up with half a dozen reasons. I really subscribe to all of them because I'm a person who does go back to the same place. For years, my family and I went to a little campground in Italy near Lake Como. And I went there as a child with my parents. And then I took my kids back there for about eight years. And people would often say, you know, why do you do that? Why do you go to the same place? When, when there's so many different places in the world that you can explore. And I, I couldn't really explain it. Tradition was one of those. And, and definitely family tradition is something that brings people back to the same place over and over again. So we'll kick off with that one, family tradition. You want your kids to have these fantastic memories of places and come back over and over again. So we hear this from our guests all the time, that they come back because they want to create this element of tradition within the family. And it's, it's a shame because sometimes you hear that the owners have sold a property and that tradition has crumbled and they've got to find somewhere else to continue this wonderful experience. And I know with my, with my kids, they still remember going to this little campground in Italy. They've never forgotten it. And I know if that place was still there and still operated as a campground, I'm absolutely positive they'd be taking their kids to it. So people go back to the same place because of emotional attachment. They've had such an amazing time. It's created all sorts of different emotions within them and within their family members. They feel happiness and they feel comfortable and love for, for the place and maybe for the views and everything that the property and the location offers. And that emotional attachment is really, really important. Some people come back because they forge personal relationships. And, and, and we've heard this from our clients that they've gone to a place for the first time. They met the neighbors. They got on really well. By the end of the week, they were swapping backwards and forwards with, with drinks and supper and going out on boat rides, etc. that they want to go back the next year because they forged that personal relationship, which they want to continue. I always remember as a child, going to this campground in, in Italy and my parents made friends with a, with a Dutch couple, with, with a couple of kids around my age. And that relationship remained in place for, for about 10 years, even long after they stopped going to the campground. So that's, that's definitely something to think of. You know, if you've got neighbors and, and people around in an area and it could be, um, it could be forging personal relationships with other people, my husband loved going back to this place in Italy because every year he'd renew his relationship with the cashier in the bank, who over the four or five years that we were going and this guy was there, he became assistant manager. And each year he would remember my husband by name, which was always very much welcomed. And my husband likes having his name remembered. So another reason people go back over and over again is that there are moments in time when they feel physically present and the moments that they treasure causing the desire to repeat them over and over again. So think of, think of a vacation you've been on where something has occurred and you always remembered that moment in time. It might be sitting on a dock at sunrise with the mist rising from the water. I went to Maui years ago with, with my son and his, his wife, and we went on a whale watching trip and we have this wonderful photograph of a whale breaching right beside the boat. And it was magic. 
And we would go back to that same place just to recreate that. Then there's familiarity and predictability, comfort and security. You like going to the same place because it's everything is as you expect. It's not new. It's familiar. Uh, we feel this when we take our RV away. Then we go to a campground we've been to before and it feels familiar. We know that we can navigate the RV through the, through the, through the roads, arrive at a spot. We know where everything is in the locale. It is familiar. And I think that's what brings a lot of people back to the same place over and over again. In that article, there's a quote I just want to read to you. There's something about coming back to a place you know you'll love. If certain vacationers had a great time at a destination, they want to return because they're confident they'll have a good time. They've discovered certain activities, restaurants and experiences they'll enjoy. If the place continues to make them happy, they're likely to return again and again. And there's also comfort, safety and less risk in familiar places. And that really is, is probably one of the major reasons that brings people back over and over again. So I've mentioned on a couple of occasions where everybody knows your name. And if you're a, if, if you're a watcher of the TV series Cheers, you'll know that where that came from. You know, it was the comfort and the familiarity and security of the bar where people would come and meet the same people over and over again and everything was familiar to them. And everybody knew their name. I remember years ago, we ran a pub in England and we had regulars, you know, the regulars that used to walk up to the bar and the bartender would say, hey, Pete, do you want your usual? (laughs) Of course, you know, you love that. You love to be recognized. My husband loved to go to the local butchers in the little town of Woodstock near Oxford when we were back in England because Mr. Freeman, the butcher, would always recognize him and call him out by name. And Woodstock was the home of Blenheim Palace. You know, the, the back gates of Blenheim Palace were, were in the town itself. So it was a highly popular tourist area. So Phil would go to this butcher's and there'd be a big long lineup outside and he'd join the lineup until it got to the door. And if Mr. Freeman saw him, he would say, Good morning, Mr. Bayer come on in, let me give you your usual. And so Phil was able to walk in, walk past all the tourists and, and he'd be given this special treatment and he just absolutely loved it. We love being recognized. We love being remembered. And that is just, that is just the human experience. There's, there's just so much going on in our worlds that if we aren't recognized, then we feel a little bit like a non-entity and we want to feel like an entity. So there's so many different ways you can do this from remembering an event that, that your guests had, maybe a birthday or an anniversary, recalling when they came the last time. So sometimes we get an inquiry from a guest and, and we've, we've had thousands and thousands of guests over the years, but it's amazing how we can, how our staff can remember their names. And so often we are able, um, the other thing is, is that we collect micro data and micro data are all, all that tiny, tiny things that customers tell us about in every communication, every text, every phone call, because we collect and record it and we record it in our booking form. 
when we ask them, why did you choose this cottage and what are you looking forward to the most? So we have this information that allows us to connect with the guests the next time they contact us. So we might get an email inquiry that comes in and says, you know, I'm interested in this cottage. And somebody will say, I remember that name. So I'll go back into our PMS and the guest data and up will come their previous booking form where they said, we want a sand beach because we've got small children. So to be able to go back to that guest and say, I remember last time you came, you wanted a sand beach for your toddler. Is this still important for you? That tiny little thing, that one piece of information that we collected that they wanted the sand beach and we can go back and reference it again, makes that person feel valued and remembered. They're not just a number. They're not just yet another person looking for a vacation. They are a valued repeat guest. Another one was, you know, if we see on a review that somebody particularly likes something about a property, we'll make a note of that too. So if we, if we hear from a guest looking for a property and we can go back and say, oh, I know you last property you stayed in, you really enjoyed the hot tub. Would you like me to look for another one with a hot tub for this year? So simple. It's about recognising people and making them feel valued and showing them that they matter. So this is this, I mean, this is called deep personalization and it is using every piece of micro data to ensure we show customers that we value them. I've probably mentioned before, you may have heard this one before, uh, my son, Mike and his wife, Andrea, years and years ago, did a big trip out to the uh, far East Uh, Lots of backpacking they did and some low-end accommodation. And then on Andrea's birthday, they checked into a a hotel. And that was a day before. On the birthday, they went out for a day trip. And shortly after returning to their room, there was a knock on the door. And there was a member of the hotel staff with a cake with candles in it and a birthday card from hotel management. And this was entirely unexpected it was a lot of years ago. It was before, you know, a lot of this became commonplace and data collection was, it, it is a bit more commonplace now, but they were blown away. However, did they know it was her birthday? Well, of course it was on her passport and they had recorded the data from Andrea's passport said, okay, this lady has a birthday. We'll send her a cake. That simple act I mean, I've, I've mentioned it in, in a dozen different presentations I've done over the years. Mike and Andrea have certainly talked about it. And when they've talked to friends who've been going that same sort of Far Eastern route, they have told them, you've got to go and stay at this hotel. Just make sure it's your birthday if you want a cake. So it's a matter of understanding that every piece of data that's offered to you is important because it's important to the guests. So... A simple statement like my husband is looking forward to showing our son how to fish might mean that the week before their stay, you send them some info on where to get a fishing license, where to get bait, and you send them a fishing from the dock primer or put it in the guest guide. Something as simple as that. These things don't cost anything, but it brings people back to you and it has them sharing why they come back to you with all their friends. So finally, what is it that makes people go back to Airbnb over and over again? And they do. It's because it's easy. It's quick. It's painless. 
and they haven't had the moments of magic in a previous stay to make them want to search out you or your company to book directly with you. What they're getting from Airbnb is easy communication, clear pricing, seamless booking, convenience, consistency, consistency, and there is no friction. Because if a process is challenging or has some friction, a guest just won't want to experience it again. So here I'm not talking about the property, I'm talking about the process of them getting to the property. If they had a difficulty in doing it one time round, they're not going to be doing it again. So anything within your booking process that might be challenging, they just won't want to experience that again. Oh, you know, I can't be bothered. I'll go back to Airbnb. It's just as simple as pressing a button. So if this is happening to you, you've got to think about how you can reduce this friction. And Hyken calls it breakthroughs in friction reduction. So first of all, you have to understand where your points of friction come from for your guests. Maybe it's in the booking, in getting information, in arriving at the property, in problem reporting. There's all sorts of different areas, and you know where they are within your systems, where there could be some friction. Because as long as you understand where your points of friction are, are coming from, you can put something in place to alleviate that. So think about what activities and processes that you do that add needless friction to your guest world. I mean, it used to be that, you know, you had to fax a document back or hopefully doesn't happen anymore. Um, but we still see booking forms having to be completed. I went on a one of our competitors' websites recently and was actually pleased to see that you could not get a price or availability unless you emailed them. And I thought, that, that well, that's not going to happen, is it? If I'm in the process of looking for property, I'm not going to take the time to send them an email and then sit here and wait for it to come back when I could be out there doing an immediate booking. So as I say, I was, I was quite happy about that because that's a competitor and that's a competitor that's not going to win out over us. So take a look at those activities and processes. It could be in your policies. It could be in paperwork and things that you ask people to do and send you. It could be in the technology. Maybe maybe you have a hard-to-navigate website. You know, Maybe it's time to do a test run or get somebody else to do a test run through your website and find out where the points of friction are. Anything that is broken or, or missing anywhere along the line. You know, Broken, it could be your website that's broken. It could be a system that's broken. It could be a, something in the property that's broken that guests have to wait to get fixed. You know, that, that's friction too. And any inconsistent information that guests are experiencing, because confusion of any sort is friction. Anytime a guest says to you, I'm confused, that is such a red flag that something in your process is out of whack and needs to be dealt with. I mean, we dealt with it this summer by uh, creating ease of communication, making it easier for guests to text us instead of email or pick up a phone, because a lot of people don't want to pick up the phone these days. So they just want to text. And that was revolutionary for us this year. And we won't go back on that one. But always remembering that if you're moving towards any sort of automation, and and we were doing automated texts this year, we wanted to make sure that we never had any guests that only received automated texts and went through an entire booking 
without having some human touch because that human touch can never be underestimated. You've got to make sure there is human touch to every guest experience or else they are going to go through the booking experience. They're going to arrive. They're going to stay. It's all going to be moments of mediocrity. They're going to leave at the end. They probably won't bother to write a review and you'll never see them again. So you've got to always provide options that allow people to engage with you in a way that feels right for them and give them that opportunity for that human touch. So I think I said finally a while back, I'm now going to say finally again. So finally, you want to know what your competitors are doing that you're not. What is it your competitors are doing that are encouraging repeat guests and encouraging them to be loyal to that brand? Because quite honestly, once you've, if you're a property management company, if you do have loyal guests, loyal to your brand, they won't go away again, unless you introduce too many moments of misery or mediocrity, they will stay with you. So you want to find out what it is that your competitors are doing, how they are creating moments of magic for their guests. Okay. I've rattled through a lot in this episode and I think hopefully, hopefully left you a lot to think about just reflect on moments of truth. What are the moments of truth that your guests are experiencing? Are they experiencing, how many moments of misery are they experiencing from the moment they find you to the moment they leave for home after their vacation? Because moments of misery can happen at any time through the booking process, through the tumbleweed time between booking and stay and through the stay itself. What about the moments of mediocrity? Can you go that 10%? 10% above average. And that takes a moment of mediocrity into a moment of magic and maybe get together with your staff and get them to brainstorm what they can do to take moments of mediocrity up to that next level. And that, that could be a really fun exercise. Get them to jot them down on sticky notes and stick them around the office and then really analyze what they've they've come across and just spend time reflecting on how you can go that 10% more to produce those moments of magic. So that's it for this week. I'm actually going back into quite a few more interviews over the next few weeks. So I'll be talking to some property managers, some small property managers who are growing exponentially and who are going to bring all sorts of insights and tips and experiences for for you to consider for your own company or property business. Thank you so much for listening. Always a pleasure to be with you, and I'll see you again next time. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.